Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This production is meant to provide you meaningful support to find great careers faster. Whether you're working or not. Today on Job Seekers Radio, we talk about mistakes to avoid when networking. Right. The first thing that I tell people is something I have done. In fact, I, I, I want to preface this, that all of these mistakes we're going to talk about today, we, I've done. And we, I have too. Yeah. Both of us have. So um, I'm speaking from experience, uh, what not to do, because it's usually embarrassing once I've realized that this is what I've done. And the first thing that came to mind when the question came up was talking about myself nonstop. Networking should be a two-way street. So if I'm doing the talking, that becomes a problem. And they talk, you, you'll hear people talk about uh, good communication is an 80-20. You do 80% listening and 20% talking. And that if you feel like it's 50-50, you probably have been talking too much. I'm not going to argue with that. I don't think the percentage is really important. But I find that my own style is one where I'm going to make connections. Uh, that, that's where I go first. And so as I'm talking to someone and they say something that resonates with me, I don't take the time to really listen deeply to what they're saying and ask them questions to dive in. What I, what I instinctively do is connect by saying, oh, I did the same thing or I had a similar experience or you know, I have this commonality. And it's not because I'm trying to talk, it's that I'm trying to connect. But that doesn't always come across that way. Well, and our insecurities come out too, right? Oh, because mine never do. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here it is. You know, we're talking about ourselves because we're nervous, we're insecure. We don't know what we should be saying. And if we haven't done a lot of networking, it's really hard to not fill the air with something. Right. right. With and, something. And what because, do we know most? Ourselves. Ourselves. So uh, sometimes it just feels like you're talking nonstop and the other person's just kind of tuning out, maybe even looking at their phone. Yeah. You know, looking over their shoulder. So just recognize that you know when you're talking too much, when somebody just kind of glazes over right. and stops paying attention and they're not engaged in any kind of dialogue. Right. So what do you do when you find yourself in that situation? Ask questions. Yep. Yep. So, that, I mean, that's the second thing that we need to talk about is hey, not asking questions is one of the biggest mistakes you can avoid when doing networking. Yes. And, and make sure that the questions that you ask actually make sense. Generally, the best way to do that is to ask a question based on what the other person just said. That's the, the definition of deep listening. Uh, you'll hear people talk about it as active listening. You want to allow, at least for the time being, the other person to guide the conversation. And you can do that by asking questions about, oh, well, tell me more about that. Or how did that work out for you? Or, you know, what did you learn from that? And these are ways for that to keep them talking, but that you're truly interested because you're always listening to understand, not just to reply. Of course, that also leads to another mistake, and that is not talking about yourself at all. And that is huge for me because I always try to go in asking questions, letting the other person talk so much that I feel like, wow, I had a great conversation, but what did I really achieve? Right. And unless I have an objective for that conversation, why am I there? And so I really think that this idea of asking questions is something that some people miss, but I ask so many questions that I never get a chance to say anything for myself. Right. The meeting is over and I didn't get a chance to say anything. I like the idea of approaching networking as having a purpose, having a reason for going to this networking event or going to this networking coffee with an individual, whatever it is that you're doing. You want this to be a two-way street. If you're 
asking only questions, you may come across as being an interrogator, and that's just as bad as an overtalker. How do you find the balance? Well, where there is commonality, what I've found to be a, a good practice for me is to go ahead and make that connection. Oh, I had a similar experience when I did that. Now I ask another question. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about your experience. Because once I've planted the seed that I've had something similar in my background, I'm hoping that the other person will ask me about it. And so we really can get that balance. And if you've scheduled a meeting, and let's say that meeting is 20 minutes, in the first 10 minutes you've done nothing but ask questions of this person, you may want to look at the watch and say, hey, is it okay with you if I share a little bit about me and what I'm trying to accomplish with this? This, yeah. you know, So really there's a, an opportunity for you to pivot the conversation to your direction by asking permission. And I've found that that's an awesome way to put it is that, hey, you know, we talked a lot about you and I'm really, a, I want to support you in any way I can. Is it okay if I share with you a little bit about me? So that then I can pivot and start talking about myself. And that's, that's something I had to learn. Right. I was just about to say, it, that may not feel natural the first time you try it. It probably won't feel natural. Get used to it. It's a really good way to shift a conversation. And what I've found is when you say, when you ask the person, can I share a little bit about myself? I have never heard them say no. I have never had anyone say no. Start the conversation by getting a yes. Here, you have an opportunity to get a yes. The alignment, the connection happens. It's a really good tool. There are also those who talk about uh, not but, but and. Instead of saying but in the middle of a, uh, a sentence, you say and, so you're not negating what came before it. This is one of those skills that that asking permission isn't really what we're taught as children as we grow up. By mastering this, you will have a skill that will serve you in more than just networking. It will serve you throughout your career. And that brings us to the next mistake you should avoid, and that is not asking for referrals. Absolutely. So we talked about talking about ourselves too much, not talking enough, leaving time. If you have an abbreviated amount of time, make sure you leave time at the end to ask for referrals. Right. And not doing that really is a waste of time. I mean, you just wait. You, well, I don't know if it was a waste of time. You were certainly having a dialogue. Sure. It may mean that you leverage another conversation. So at the end, you should have some sort of call to action or thing that you want to have come out of it that you let them know about up front. Right. Uh, so that you can say, hey, you know, I appreciate your time. I was really looking for introductions to these kind of people at this kind of company or this specific company. Right. It, this comes back to the idea that we've talked about in the past about always having a project to work on. Um, because everyone likes to give information and advice, here's an opportunity in terms of referrals. If you're working on something that somehow relates to the kind of work that you do, asking if they know someone who could give information or advice on that project is a way of getting referrals. It's not necessarily, hey, can you introduce me to somebody who's hiring? It's really about how do I expand my network? How do I throw the net a little further and so as I'm asking for more information or I'm asking for advice on whatever it is I'm working on, people get charged up when they're given an opportunity to provide that kind of input. If you're really struggling on how to ask for a referral, that's a simple way to, to try it out. And referrals don't need to be this big thing that you're nervous about asking. Right. Again, it requires some kind of 
uh, preparation, practice. It's not uncommon that we recommend people write down all their questions in advance because you may get into the fray and you forget or you're nervous and you forget. Either way, if you write them down in advance, you can say, hey, I know we talked around a lot of things. I did write down some questions. Do you mind if I look at these questions and make sure everything is, right. is complete with our conversation? Well, and people may be afraid that that may seem too canned or too constructed. Well, it also sends the message that you were looking forward to this conversation enough that you had the foresight to prepare for it. That is a showing of respect so that you don't want to waste the other person's time. If it turns out the conversation has gone completely outside the, the, the scope of where you wanted it to go, but it's been a really good conversation, there's nothing wrong with that. But to your point, you may want to have another conversation with them at another time. Because maybe you haven't established enough trust for them to give you anything. That could other, be too. Other than a thank you very much and I appreciate the coffee. But um, Right. We'll no, I, I, I think writing down questions and having them ready is a good idea no matter the event that you're going to, whether it's a group event or an, just a one-on-one. -on -one, it's always a good idea to be prepared. That brings us to the next mistake to avoid, and that is introducing your resume. Please don't give your resume at a networking event. It shows that you had an ulterior motive, and that kills your credibility. If they're truly interested in having your resume, offer it after the fact. Get their business card, their email address, if they want a text message to them, if you can attach the document on your phone, whatever. Don't give them the resume when they ask at a networking event. I don't trust somebody who comes in with that in mind because that means that I'm not sure why they were talking to me. Well, they were interested in themselves. Yeah. I, uh, They're not interested in you, Scott. Right. Sorry. Don't do it. Stay away. It's a huge mistake. Yeah. And I've done it before and I've had it done to me. And it just takes the conversation from something that's organic, authentic, beneficial for both parties to something that you don't want it to be. Remember, too, we've the idea that people shut down when you ask them if they know about who's hiring or where the jobs are. Because we want to help other people, when we don't have an answer to that question... Now I'm afraid. Now I'm Which is almost across. always. Yeah. They almost always never plugged into an opportunity. Right. Especially if they're a friend or a coworker or something, former coworker. They might not even be in a position to hire anybody. Right. And they may be in a company that they're not allowed to have these conversations without some kind of process. Right. Yeah. Because maybe it's highly regulated or a number of other reasons. Please, please do not take your resume to of a networking event or a one-on-one. -on -one. Offer it after the fact. It gives you an opportunity to follow up, which as I say every time, follow up is the most important step of any process. Don't give it at the event. That's actually the next mistake, not following up. That's right. I've seen this so many, I mean, even today, this happened to me. I introduced somebody who was fairly influential in a target company and I had to ask the guy for the feedback and the follow-up. Like what happened? I introduced this person. What, you right. know? So really, you're think of it this way. When you're networking, you're building a reputation and you want that reputation to be yours, not by accident. And when you're not following up with somebody, you're building a reputation that what I gave you or the contribution I made to you was not worthy. You're letting other people write the story. Follow up is going to serve you well 
every single time. It is necessary to know whether or not your efforts have actually landed. If you just let things lie, then maybe you'll see something good, maybe you won't, but you won't know what effect you actually had. And when that happens, I know personally, if someone is working with me and they just disappear, I think less of that individual, not you know, on a human level, I'm, they still deserve happiness. Do I really want to invest in that happiness? Why? Don't forget to follow up always follow up whatever that looks like just make sure you do it right you know a phone call an email a thank you card whatever that looks like just do it yeah uh, and, and don't and let how it long does it take to send an email it doesn't take anything yeah right if you have the email address for heaven's sake send them a thank you that brings us to the next mistake to avoid which is demanding employment not uncommon that people came to me through an online posting right they see a job that's posted they see i'm working at the company and they go full court press on me saying, hey, give, can you put me in for this job? Can you recommend me for this job? Can, can you know, please, please, please? Yes. Now, if it's a really good friend of mine that I've known for a long time that I trust could do this job well, that's okay. That person has already established the trust. If he or she were to come to me and say, hey, I saw this at your company. Can you please put in a good word? Of course I'm going to. Most of the time, these kinds of requests come in to people that maybe I talked to three years ago and we connected on LinkedIn. I'm not going to feel as comfortable with that. Now, I may say, yes, I'll introduce you to the recruiter, but I'm not going to feel as comfortable giving a recommendation about you if I can't make a credible recommendation. The demand of employment may not be, give me this job. If I'm at a networking event, especially, and uh, but it could be just in casual conversation. And I find out that this person somehow has a, has a connection to the job. For me to press at all, I find inappropriate. It comes across as a demand, even if that isn't my language. I think it's doubly a mistake when you actually tell somebody you're just interested in meeting for informal conversation, and then they show up and say, hey, I'm looking for a job, can you help me? Yeah. Rather Again. than having a dialogue with somebody, I'm now in the employment category where I just don't know what to do and I'm asking you to fill in the blanks for me. Uh, I come in unprepared and all those things. And Coming to a networking event unprepared is almost as bad as coming to an interview unprepared. It means that you didn't value this interaction. Well, if you didn't value it enough to do the homework, why are you asking for my time? Now, with that said, if it's just a networking conversation, it's just a conversation, Keep it just a conversation. Allow the employment opportunity to happen naturally. And if it doesn't, then when you are asking for the referrals, maybe you come up and say, you know, we've, we've talked on this. This isn't the purpose of my meeting with you, but I am looking for a job. And, and what you said actually resonated. I'm wondering if perhaps at some point we might be able to talk about that. And then let them pursue it or not. To come in and just suddenly pivot to your job search, it, it kills your credibility. Well, that does it for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. You can find all the show notes and resources in this episode at jobseekersradio.com forward slash 039. We have a free resource for you as well in the show notes to look at downloading the anatomy of a networking conversation. It's an ebook that Andrew and I have put together. We hope you enjoy it. 
We thank you for joining us during this episode of Job Seekers Radio. Your investment of time and attention is immeasurably appreciated. Right. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to get future episodes. And while you're there, we'd be really grateful if you'd provide a, a, a rate and review for us. It helps us to spread the word, but we also want to hear back if there's something you want us to talk about or if there's something that we could do better for you. We want to know about it. Well, I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. Until next time, it may be mad now, but it will get better. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.